you've tuned into Mud Hut. It's Friday. Do join me on Instagram at ashatc or on Twitter at ashatc1. It's going to be a pumping weekend. In England, I think it's going to be a little bit rainy over the next 24 hours. Then I do believe Sunday is going to be a little bit more warmer and sunnier. I feel like last night a lot of people went out and parted. And now it's the quiet morning reflection. Today's transits for Friday the 19th of July. Sun in Cancer, Moon in Aquarius, Mercury in Retrograde Cancer, Venus in Cancer, Mars in Leo, Jupiter in Retrograde Sagittarius, Saturn in 16 degrees, Retrograde Capricorn, Uranus in Taurus, Neptune in Retrograde Pisces, Pluto in Retrograde Capricorn, Chiron in Retrograde Aries, True Node, Retrograde Cancer, True Lilith, Pisces, and the waning moon is going back there in 94% of the, and the next full moon is on the 1st of August. Um, So now we have gone from Mercury retrograde in Leo into Mercury retrograde in Cancer. So, you know, I'll very quickly try and touch on this subject with Cancer energy. I've always thought, I mean, Cancer energy is... uh, the hard shell crab with the soft innards and I've always thought that cancer energy was the sort of trashier sign where you know they're quite frivolous quite sort of I don't want to say weak because they're not I've realized that even though they come across as you know surface and superficial they're actually quite strong individuals and they can really pull the wool over your eyes if you're not really ready to know that that actually they're probably a lot stronger than you are, but they know how to, they cry a lot. They're very emotional a lot, which makes perhaps outsiders think, oh gosh, this person has no emo- emotional intelligence. They just can't control how they feel. They just, they don't know how to feel. They get confused. But actually it's it's a lot more complicated with Cancerian energy and they're for me mega strong and they can they can really bite um I I do have very one maybe one friend that's a Cancerian if I'm honest and that is 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 under extreme circumstances um I do love the energy but um I tend to avoid especially female Cancerian but so I'm super interested in but uh, that's because I'm like 28 29 degrees Aquarius that's me personally that's not anybody else listening to this that's everybody else can make their own individual synopsis on their energy with other energies that's just my opinion I hope I made that clear so I'm just wondering if 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 anybody's feeling any difference between the Mercury retrograde and Leo that we had two days ago and now it's gone into retrograde cancer and perhaps I can do a follow-up feedback as to how this energy feels over the next few days and it's coming up to the weekend so (laughs) on today's rebellion rebel music episode 
Auntie Against the Machine. It's Rage Against the Machine. I always wondered why Zach Delaroche left Rage Against the Machine. I wonder if anyone out there knows why he left the band. I suppose you could put it down to musical differences. That's kind of a cliche. Uh, Zach Zacharias Manuel de la Rocha was born on the 12th of January 1970. That makes him a goatee Capricorn. Hmm. Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name. of canvases to do this morning but before I head off and do that I want to talk about as we're talking about rebel music today there's a young up-and-coming unit rebellion unit um, called Extinction Rebellion that's been um, going since the 31st of October 2018 um, which, if it was a, a sun sign, it would be a Scorpio, um, which would then tell me that they would be quite organised and quite a uh, precise focus action group. Uh, they were um, founded by Gail Bradbrook and Roger Hallam. And in my experience of demonstrations uh, with Greenpeace and CND, I have an older sister who was at university in the 80s and she would take me to lots of demonstrations and marches and things like that and really kind of got me turned on into like how it's possible that all these sort of Amnesty International things are possible and 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 how we kind of put our existence at risk. And uh, so since the age of probably about 13 upwards, I've been going to demos and um, marches and things like that. And back then with um, Greenpeace and CND, um, it was very much kind of a peaceful as well. Um, and then during the 90s, I, I used to go to the Reclaim the Streets, which was a collective that um, we used to take over motorways and things like that and just have a free party um, and lock down places. And um, my favourite one was on Shepherd's Bush Roundabout. In the 90s, I'll have to try and do some more digging up. Um, I think I'm looking at 96 and um, I just was on the bus going down Portobello and I saw this huge surge of people and I got off the bus and the music was really good it was like happy hardcore and ravey type music sort of quite my thing and I was like yeah let's get into it (laughs) and there was these like giant um, women on stilts with sort of Georgian long dresses and um, sort of Regency hair and things like that. And they were they had like um, pneumatic drills underneath the skirts digging into the concrete and the tarmac on the motorway. And um, and they were planting little trees, tree, um, 
baby trees, which was just genius, I thought, at the time. And still is, really, because it, the idea was to just... Uh, and it, this is post-criminal justice bill, so um, the nasty um, party... Or whoever put in that law was just like, we're, we're, you know, you can't, you won't be able to demonstrate anymore without getting your head kicked in, basically. Um, and so that sort of, and that was founded in 1991. And for me, they were sort of like um, right up my street. But today with um, Extinction Rebellion, I do really respect what they're trying to do. And, you know, for me, like as a one woman, one brown woman looking out my window, I do see, like, in the last 10, 15 years, the onslaught of industry, but not, like, in a good way, but, like, chugging juggernauts and larger buses and lorries and the, just the stench of pollution is tenfold. And I've been a Londoner, and so I live in the big smoke since I was little. But I was born here. I was born here! But um, I've never... I, I can't even open my window sometimes because the, the, the pollution is really awful. And that is also due to the fact that where I live, they've gotten... Over the last uh, five years, they've sneaked in a flight path to Heathrow, which actually should not have happened because this area where I live is protected because it's quite a green space with... Um, you know, uh, with protected um, wildlife and um, reserves, wildlife reserves, and it's, and then you know that you get the politicians saying, "Oh, we've brought in electric buses. We've done this. We've done that." They're just a bunch of cigar smoking Jimmy Savills that just are so trashy and awful, and will say anything to. To, to, to try and sway the media into brainwashing people that they are doing everything for the good of the people and it's not because it's our lungs that are suffering and um, you know developers are allowed to um, chop down trees or you know negotiate green spaces which is really really not on and I do have a theory as to um, why why all this sort of onslaught of um, this thought of like fuck it let's just let's, yes if you pay me enough money you can have that you, you can bring in all these um large vehicles into these small villages and towns in the city well once upon a time you know you couldn't there were bridges and things like that that would not allow larger vehicles to get through but uh it's um quite evident that industry really does take over the smaller sort of um villagey areas of london and i i mean i couldn't speak for the rest of england because i only live in london but i can imagine it to be encroaching into the beautiful spaces of england too um but uh yeah so my theory is is that they they have that kind of fuck it thing because they they genuinely believe that the people in their 60s 70s 80s who are in control really actually think well I'm not going to be here in 30 years so I'm going to enjoy life now and so they put forward all these sort of things that are harmful to generations that will come after them and that honestly is I think the mindset of a lot of these people who um, get a taste for money and greed and then they sort of pass these sort of and, and that's why they're politicians, because they literally can talk their way out of a paper bag. And when they start giving you statistics and start giving you all these pseudo facts, 
you do tend to glaze over and your mind, something in your mind shuts down and does not sort of react in the way it should react when somebody is giving you a two-way conversation. It's patronising, it's condescending, you know, they, um, they often don't answer the questions that you're sort of projecting onto them and, the, and even the people asking the questions are kind of involved in the whole kind of charade of um, putting this greed of industry to one side because it, it is getting like quite scary out there so I watch a guy I'm not sure I, mean, I haven't really gone to a lot of these um extinction rebellion things although I have sort of gone on various marches and things um but sort of dipped in and out not like I used to do um because of t- quite a few reasons one reason is in the 90s after criminal justice bill when I used to go to marches I realized that the um the, they up the ante with the police and the riot police and it became quite violent and they did send in agitators to sort of rile up the peaceful demonstrators um and I um back then um I suppose football there was a lot more football hooligans and they used to just love a bit of a um a punch up you know with people demonstrating so it was a different kind of vibe and um and being a woman of color being black being indian rather brown quite southern indian quite dark skin i really just couldn't afford to be arrested and i can't run like i used to run let's face it in fact i have a really bad run right now i really have to work on that um and climb you have to like get out of the way if there's going to be a riot you know and uh so yeah i'm not really um I just don't have the energy to do that. But I do watch live feeds from um, a guy called Elliot James Laugh. See what I mean? There's an actual giant juggernaut reversing down a tiny street. And it's trying to probably only deliver a few cans of old speckled hen, you know. And it's been trying to sort of um, park it. The vehicle is so large. It's And I just don't know how it gets around these tiny streets. I really don't. Um, so that's my point exactly. The, the, the this sort of laziness of industry to sort of break down these large vehicles. It's actually got stuck. It's now. I mean, I should just pause and take a photograph. <laughs> but this vehicle has actually got stuck down a tiny road and causing a blockage in the street. So um, anyway, I digress. So this guy's called Elliot James Laugh, and he does live feeds. Um, uh, and he he just did a live feed in Bristol, the pink bathtub M32, um, where they sort of um, basically chained a guy to the bathtub and stopped traffic because obviously they've got a message to put out there um, about the carbon footprint and the kind of just the note. This is the the, the the fracking, the even fracking, you know, is a business. It's finance. It's business. It's finance. You must understand that it's a good idea because we're going to get rich and we're not going to be here in 30 years time. So it doesn't matter. That's the, that's the whole point. But fracking is so poisonous. It is everything. Every fiber in my body just tells me it's not a good thing to do to ca- Kapacha, um, um, Pacha Mama, not to Mother Earth. Do not do what you're trying to do just for money. There's other ways. There's there's so many more. And 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 the whole point of investing in these systems that can actually ethically and um, 
eco-wise be much more beneficial to the planet it's just not being entertained because it might cost more than like drilling holes that you know we've got machines that can do that and get minerals that way um so it's uh, it really is like um a kamikaze kind of like um attitude i think that's what we're up against out there um and i'm glad that the young people of today are rising up are coming out onto the streets and older generations like massive attack are supporting them and banksy are supporting them because this is the message that you know when you put out these sort of messages you get attacked on media you get algorithmed you will be muted you won't be heard because guess what they own the media so um if if, even if one person hears this podcast i hope something resonates with you and um i hope that you also just look into like if you're listening to this podcast anyway you're probably quite tuned switched on you know so um but yeah just on the off chance that somebody is really not um knowing what all this is about it's just i all i have to all you have to do is look out your window and see how you can improve where you live from one of my favorite atlanta georgia bands the b52s nip it in the bud they uh, are from Atlanta, Georgia, just as, as I said, like Childish Gambino and his uh, series Atlanta. I thoroughly recommend that. This is taken from the B-52's album Mesopotamia, which I used to play so much when I was about 14. Um, I have it on vinyl now. Um, it's one of my favourite. Uh, I think it was uh, produced by David Byrne, I believe, from The Talking heads um i chose nip it in the bud because it's one of those really um upbeat tap your foot go wild to kind of songs that was vossy bop a clip of vossy bop because you're not allowed to play a whole clip on my podcast because of copyright reasons and it's just available through a clip on itunes um that was stormzy and he is a leo born on the 26th of july 1993 in croydon i featured that song because it is a rebel song because a number one song in the united kingdom has the word fuck boris in it and he is most likely going to be our prime minister how rebellious is that and the kids know it too. I'm going to do the natal chart of Boris Johnson right now. Alexander Boris de Fethel Johnson, born 19th of June 1964. Uh, I do believe, though, that he wasn't born in the United Kingdom. I've got, for some reason, the thought that he he was born in New York in the United States. So uh, I wonder if he'll be sent back to America by not... (laughs) Now, obviously, he's a British citizen by now, I would imagine. So um, people born on the same day of uh, this Gemini sun aspect, we have Paula Abdul 
Wallace Simpson. Um, and that's it, really, of any interest. I mean, I suppose Nick Drake is, a, is born on this day, but that doesn't make him anything close to this individual. Sun in Gemini, Boris Johnson. Moon in Scorpio, Ascending Libra. So that tells me a lot about how Boris Johnson was born to be political and be in the system and to perpetuate this system. That actually, you know what? It's going to crumble. It's going to break because it doesn't work anymore. And people are engaging. People are communicating. The divide and conquer is is depleting, even though, yes, it still works. The country is divided. But I'm hoping that there is some aspect of, you know what? Let's dig a little bit further. Let's do our own research. Let's find out who's benefiting from all of this. So, um we have he was mayor of london from 2008 to 2016 and boy in 2008 everybody in london was shocked which made me think this shit is rigged for sure this guy has no has no connection with not one citizen of london apart from the flipping mega rich and um so when he came into power from 2008 to 2016 he basically killed the vibe of london he he buzzed killington for sure um london has never recovered and but you know what he'll go on tv and tell you how he made all of this stuff for london when actually under him 2000 music venues were closed down i could go i mean it just it became the city of toss pots really and that's why i suspect the north of england hates london <laughs> sorry that's such a ramble but he is like horrendous i mean you know what jokingly you know he's got this lovely blonde bushy bird-like hair and like i suppose like 20 years ago i mean i used to think gosh boris johnson isn't he a handsome chap and like now if i did, if i told people that i thought you know boris there was something likable about boris johnson People just were just like, I can't believe you, Mudhart. I can't believe that you would say that. But you know what? I, I see the beauty in everybody. Believe me, I do. But now I just, my stomach just completely is upside down when I think that he's going to be, like Trump, the British, the next British Prime Minister. Um, so, you know, even, even when Ken Livingstone had been part of the London... Um, greater london council and you know as a child growing up i definitely benefited from all the things that they put on for local kids for communities but then all that disappeared when when the tory party decided you know what we can take london because london's become begun gonna going to become a playground for the mega rich the uber rich the richer than rich that you can't even imagine how rich so, um, so he was selected as a conservative candidate. Mm, yeah, whatever. It just, I mean, nobody had. Um, oh my God, here we go. John- Johnson is, uh, this is from um, astrotheme.com, by the way. Shout out to Astrotheme. They are, without them, I think 
<laughs> I just I don't wouldn't know what to do day to day with um with with these energies. Um, Johnson is a controversial figure. Uh, in British politics and journalism. Supporters have praised him as an entertaining, humorous and popular figure. <laughs> popular? He's humorous. Um, he's a... He's a, a people, people generally call him a buffoon. Um, but that's all very well. Be entertaining. Be a clown. But don't govern our country. Um, have someone sensible in there. We haven't seen anyone sensible governing uh, for the last 25 years. That's the truth of it. Um controversially he has been criticised by figures on both left and right who accused him of elitism, cronyism, dishonesty, laziness and using racist and homophobic language. Johnson is the subject of several biographies and a number of fictionalised portrayals. I mean this sort of character, uh, this sort of belligerence really speaks out to those people of over 60s. They, They probably kiss his feet, you know, absolutely worship the ground he works on because... He is like Winston Churchill's left bollocks sperm spout, whatever. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Just, just like the afterbirth of Winston Churchill. That, I mean, anything that these sort of people navigate to, they will navigate to Boris Johnson. Um, so briefly looking at his overall chart analysis... Um, we can obviously his moon is in Scorpio. Oh, I've gone way too far up, haven't I? I can't actually see where I'm supposed to be on this chart. Um, this is weird because I would have thought that I am. Um, oh, I didn't press return. That's why. Sorry, I. I. Sh- this is radio space dead air. Radio space dead air. Nobody likes to hear <laughs> somebody talk see, I, I speak from the top of the dome i don't do no research i just look and i see and i read and i and i talk um oh my god his chart is just a wash with just angles and it's like a scribble if you look at my chart in comparison it's it's just so simple and like you know basic and really neat but this chart it's a web it's a web on a web on a web on a on top of spider web so sun in gemini moon in scorpio mercury in gemini venus in gemini mars in gemini say no more this human being was born to chop and change and make decisions and and make bad decisions and just own those decisions and just he actually is i'm i hate to say i mean he was born in a venus retrograde he's got one two three four major planets in gemini and his moon is in scorpio i mean i would actually wager and argue just by doing his chart that he is clinically insane he's you know i allegedly i mean i this is just my um This is just my interpretation. You can look at his chart and see that if you were who's born with three, six, seven planets in retrograde and his true Lilith is in Sagittarian, which for me just reeks of confusion and deceit with the appearance of conservativeness, of the very look of what it means to be a conservative what it means to just brush everything aside for the sake of 
this policy for the sake of getting that law or that thing through that will benefit that person that individual and his friends and their pony loving friends um he has so much really sinister energy is what i'm seeing even though he's got the look of a goddamn clown he's got like pluto in virgo he's got so many energies in scorpio um saturn in retrograde pisces very there's nothing there that sort of give him an, a sort of more of a easier approach so uh, my experience with boris johnson i was walking on chiswick high road one time and he was he was as mayor going along chiswick high road meeting and greeting people and um he had a massive entourage with men i ain't kidding men in dirty beige max and um uh, there was and there was lots of people sort of buzzing around him taking photographs with him with their children and it just seems like so set up and sure enough as I was walking along I was like uh that's uh, that's Boris Johnson doing what's he doing in Chiswick go away you horrible man um that was kind of going on in my head and then I was approached because I think I was probably the only brown person in the vicinity by these three really intimidating and sinister looking guys in Max came up to me and said, um, we'd really, would you like to meet Boris Johnson and have a photograph opportunity and meet the man himself? And I, my actual words, because I remember, because I went to work the next day and I told my good friend Ray, who's a fantastic rapper, uh, I, said to, I said, oh, hell to the no, like that. And then they... they really be, sort of leaned over me in a most sinister way and they said I think you mean no thank you and I said I said oh no I mean how to the night I there is no way I would want to talk to him and you can't tell me ex- what I mean to say and when I mean no and I was so like because I don't think people realize like how London has changed under this buffoon under this idiot and and he is basically going on TV telling you that white is black and black is white. And everything that comes out of his mouth is just poppycock. It's all just big whoppers. And I don't know if it's possible for him to actually tell the truth. And the thing is, he's a lovable character. And that's the juxtaposition of 11 minutes and 27 seconds of Boris Johnson on my podcast. was Payback by James Brown. James Brown, born May 3rd, 1933, three years before my own dad. Um, Sun in Taurus, moon in Leo. He's got ascending in Leo, lots of Leo energy there. Um, He was born in Barnwell in the United States. I watched a documentary on him where um, his first pair of shoes he found uh, and put them on and he never had a pair of shoes before that and um interestingly enough um Lenny Kravitz uh, now um probably has the largest collection of James Brown's shoes um that he displays around his house um I think in Paris or somewhere glorious at least um looking at James Brown's chart there is there is some complications there and it is quite 
quite crazy but there are lots of spaces so to me that says that he comes from I mean obviously he did come from very simple beginnings I ain't gonna lie no chart needs to tell me that um with this moon in Leo and uh, sun in Taurus that that's gonna be a very 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 especially the times he was born um a very very strong plain talking kind of man and I like that um, watching his documentaries you, you realize that um I mean he I mean, a lot of people of that era like my father's era wasn't that very well educated coming from um very little means and um I, he couldn't technically read music so he would so his whole like persona was music the way he spoke the way he danced the way he moved every bat of an eyelash was was rhythmical to him and so he would sort of have his whole band in front of him and just sort of a, you know just <laughs> just kind of like and you and you go and you go like, i'm sorry that's really awful i can't do uh an, an interesting impression of james but um he managed to communicate to his band how he wanted his funky rhythm and music to sound with the lyrics that he was putting out there and it was probably a lot of it from the top of the dome um with that taurus and leo and mercury in aquarius very fast moving very fast paced very fast thinking very very organized like a ram hitting through there that's james brown mercury and aries I suppose I chose uh, Payback by James Brown as a message to those politicians out there or those unscrupulous decision makers of the world who just think, you know what, we're not going to be here in 10, 20, 30 years time. Let's have, let's really run amok while we're still alive and, and fuck the rest of the generations. But just don't, don't ever think that that's the case because where I come from we believe in sanatana dharma and that is an ancient philosophy that goes back 10 15 20,000 years and uh if you want to google it you'll find out that that is what the british then called it hinduism or it became that word to sort of put it into a pigeonhole as to the philosophies of what ancient people of my culture believed in and that is um it's just a way of life but it's uh, the wheel of life also which all of these symbols have been stolen but uh they will come back all the all the symbolic meanings will come back to the original meanings at some point and in a lot of my paintings i try to reflect that but just remember what goes around comes around in the most basic simple terms and um if it's not in the next life it's in you know you know that your spirit will survive and go into the universe and think why the hell did i do that i need to be a kinder nicer person but there there is this kind of lemming aspect to this mentality and um i just hope that future generations that, that's another song i probably could have done this song for a future generation by the b52s maybe on our next podcast but that's why i chose the payback by james brown because you know what every decision has a consequence
You've been listening to Mudhut. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Please join me on Instagram at ASHADC or on Twitter ASHADC1.